Hello, I'm Bill McLaughlin, and this is Over My Dead Body, the only talk show that features interviews with the most interesting and compelling people in our history and culture. In our next episode, we'll hear from Nostradamus, the man responsible for predicting events such as the French Revolution, the rise of Adolf Hitler, the JFK assassination, 9-11, cloud computing, and Donald Trump. Not Donald Trump, but I did predict panty shields. You were ahead of your time. And McDonald's. I predicted the fast food industry and dental floss. And you'll have some new predictions for us, right? Absolutely. Nostradamus, live from France, coming up. Hello, I'm Bill McLaughlin, and welcome to another episode of Over My Dead Body, the only talk show that features interviews with the most interesting and compelling people in our history and culture. Today, we've traveled across the pond, as they say, to Salon de Provence, France, to speak with Nostradamus, who is undoubtedly the most prolific and influential prophet of all time. Although he died in 1566, He's remained quite active, as you're about to see, and has agreed to share a little bit about his life and give us an update on his current projects. <sighs> okay, let's get right into it. You've been credited with predicting the destruction of the Challenger space shuttle that blew up after takeoff in 1986, the life and death of Mother Teresa, Hurricane Katrina, the Iraq War, the nuclear bombs that were dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, Barack Obama becoming the 44th president of the United States, the French Revolution, the JFK assassination, and the 9-11 attacks. I also predicted the death of Princess Diana and her affair with Dori Fayette, Napoleon's rise, the great fires in London and Chicago, Adolf Hitler, and Tic Tac Breath Mints. That's remarkable. Oh, yes, and World War II. I just need to ask, is any of this really true? And please, don't be offended. Uh, either way, it's, it's a pleasure to talk to you. Well, yes and no. I knew this shit was going to hit the fan over and over again, because that's quite frankly how life works. The more things change, the more they remain the same. Did you make up that saying as well? Probably. Look. The thing that bothers me most is that my name is only brought up in matters of gloom and doom, which has gotten to be such a drag. I've predicted many wonderful events as well. Such as? I predicted Viagra, but by another name, my Dixitril. I also predicted hearing aids, silicone breast implants, mouthwash, and matching fanny packs. Believe me, nobody but this guy could have predicted matching fanny packs. Nostradamus, here's something I'd like cleared up. From the depths of the West in Europe, a young child will be born of poor people, 
He who by his tongue will seduce a great troop. His fame will increase towards the realm of the East. That's Hitler, right? Nope. Dewey Hammond. You need to focus on tongue. Okay. One more. The Great Wall will fall. The king will be executed. His death coming soon will be lamented. And the soil will be bloodied. Clearly, that's the French Revolution. The invention of Tampex. Look, I feel as visionaries go, I was damn good. And for the last 451 years, but who's counting, I've sat back and watched pretty much everything I predicted come true. Yet people often believe my prophecies mean something else. There's a big difference between the French Revolution and Tampax. Not as much as you might think. Touché. <laughs> Nostradamus, there have been hundreds of books written about you. Yes. And if you look behind the table, you will find the best book ever oh. written. Yes, yeah. Well, that's interesting. Uh, it says here that you were buried in a chapel that is now a two-star French bistro, and then uh, moved to this wall if your bones were stolen during the French Revolution. Correct. But I got them back, except for my left femur, which is floating around in Italy from what I hear. And the last I heard, Michael Jackson tried to get it at Sotheby's auction. I predicted his death, by the way. <laughs> well, um, says here, your dad was a money and grain dealer? No, that was my grandfather. He was a Jew, but converted to Catholicism to get a double dose of guilt. My dad was a notary, not too many of them in the 1500s. And you went to college for a year, but then the school closed due to an outbreak of the plague. So, you traveled around for eight years seeking remedies and came up with rose petal lozenges? You suck on them. <laughs> yum, yum. Look, I felt I had to show something for my efforts. Then I was accepted to medical school, but got kicked out almost immediately when they found out I was an herbal pharmacist. Kind of like being a chiropractor today. In other words, a quack. Quack, 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 quack. Now, wait. Uh, then at some point, you wrote an annual almanac that was quite popular, right? How to believe, since nothing in it was accurate. My weather predictions came true only 5.73% of the time. My astrological predictions were a joke. If we had a football or basketball to bet on back then, I would have lost every game. And? I pretty much pioneered the Peter Principle when I started making world predictions. I sat in my attic and smoked a ton of ground nutmeg. And the next thing you know, King Henry II, you've heard of him, right? Well, his wife's name was Catherine, and she calls me to her castle. I thought I was going to get my head chopped off, but she loved my predictions, so I was in like Errol Flynn, who I also predicted. We have Steve Griswanis on the phone from Holland, Michigan. Hi, Mr. Nostradamus. Hello, Steve. Actually, my real name is Michel, a French version of Mike. I just want to know what's the best thing about being you and what's the worst thing? Good question. The best thing is that people listen to me and who doesn't like that? 
The worst thing is that I have to watch every little thing I say because people plan their lives around it. It's a mixed blessing, but my cross to bear, so to speak. Uh, right. All right. Uh, now, would you mind if we touched on politics a bit? I knew it was coming. Did I predict Donald Trump is my number one question from tourists? Every day, Donald fucking Trump. Did you see any of this coming? Trump as president, I blew. I'll admit it. But I predicted Shirley Temple and flea collars. Kathy Salander from Key Largo, Florida is on the line. Mr. Nostradamus, I wrote a paper on you in college, and I think you're wonderful, and I just love your beard. And my question is, do you have a Twitter account? Cassie, you flatter me. As a matter of fact, I do have a Twitter account. I make it a point to tweet a few times a week. Not so much about predictions, but about my day. Restaurant tips, traffic conditions, things of that nature. Now, according to Professor Sidney Offit, who teaches a grad-level course on you at New York University, you predicted your own death. This guy is an idiot. He's made more money interpreting my writings than I did for my own writing. So, it's not true? No. I didn't predict my own death, other than the fact that I knew I'd die someday. Why nobody thinks to come to the sources beyond me? Oh, Professor Offit didn't contact you? You guys are the first people who ever approached me for an interview. And yet I'm watching, say, the Discovery Channel and all this wild stuff about me. It's unbelievable. Do you feel pigeonholed? Absolutely. What's going to happen, Nostradamus? Every day for almost 500 stinking years. It's all my fault. I take full responsibility. But, like, really, dude? So, you don't want to talk about, say, the Dodgers? You don't need to be a psychic to know they're going nowhere this year. Okay, you had six children. Is there anything you see about kids today that you don't like? The handheld devices have caused a human disconnect. Although there are some neat apps available, like Angry Birds. Uh, Melissa Lindero from Woodbury, New Jersey. Say hi to Nostradamus. Oh my God, Nostradamus, how are you? Bonjour, Melissa. I just want to know your idea of a perfect date. I am a big believer in romantic candlelight dinners. Slow dancing, long walks on the beach, a good bottle of Bordeaux, and a fresh cannoli. I knew you were a romantic. Then I'd like to take the woman home, make her some sleepy time tea, and bend her over like a golden retriever. According to Wikipedia, you made 6,338 predictions which cover world events until the year 3797? I did spin a lot of bullshit in my time, let me tell you that. Isn't it true that a person can make one of your prophecies mean almost anything? I wrote them all that way. Delusion is in the mind of the beholder. Is there anything you predicted that we don't know about? Ketchup. I predicted ketchup. I read that in 1562, you were imprisoned briefly. She said she was 18. You're going to rub that in my face or move on? Nostradamus. Call me Michel. Better yet, just call me Mike. That's what my friends call me. Okay, Mike. Uh, I have to ask, not just for myself, but for the benefit of our viewers, what do you make of everything that's happening in the world today? Well, 
not even I could have predicted any of this nonsense. The killing, yes, of course, but the absurdity of life in 2017 is unfathomable. Scrapbooking? Like, really? I read that you always claimed your gift came from your mother's side of the family. My mama was intuitive, that's for sure. When I became a teenager, she'd always put a box of tissues on my nightstand. Bite your lip. I just did. Since you are taught in pretty much every school at every grade level, we thought we'd share with you letters from some young students so they can get to learn a little bit more about you. From the horse's mouth, so to speak. Shoot. Meredith Lobel, a high school senior from Cornish, New Hampshire, wants to know the name of your favorite book. Passionate Marriage by Dr. David Schnack. It's the ultimate how-to on keeping your sexual relationship alive, even when you find out your husband is gay. Helene Brown, a seventh grader from Jackson, Mississippi, asks, what's your most embarrassing moment? I farted in front of Queen Catherine once. Actually, it was a bit more than that. She called me to the castle and I thought I might get beheaded, but she just wanted me to autograph my book. I was so relieved I shit my pants. Sam Stern from San Jose in Costa Rica wants to know if you have a favorite quote. Actually, I have two. The first from Voltaire who said, history is a fiction that has been agreed upon which I think really applies to my entire persona. And the second from Tennessee Williams who said, I'll give you 50 bucks if you let me screw you in the ass. And Rift Fournier from St. Louis, Missouri wants to know if you think man will ever visit Mars. Every time a man sits down to dinner with a woman, he's on another planet. Interesting analogy. Hey. I have a joke for you. Sure. Why did Nostradamus come home from work one evening and kick his dog? I give up. Because he knew he was going to shit on the rug in five minutes. I do a stand-up act Monday nights during the summer. During tourist season? Oui. Okay. Nostradamus walks into a bar and sits down next to a pretty woman and says to her, I predict you're going to slap my face in the next ten seconds. And the pretty woman replies, why would I do that? And Nostradamus says, because you are a dumb cunt. Nostradamus, we received a letter from a viewer who wants you to describe your typical day. Sure, I'm up at 5.30 a.m. sharp, spinning tales of gloom and doom in my head. So I masturbate to take the edge off, then try to talk myself out of my little funk by saying, What the hell? I'm already dead, so who gives a crap about what will happen today? Then I throw on my coat and walk half a block to Starbucks and order a venti caramel macchiato with whipped cream and chocolate shavings and sit down at the front table. So far, it sounds like my day, except for the I'm already dead part. I will pick up the Paris and London papers, maybe even the fake New York Times, but I'll never get a chance to read them because people walk up to me all day long. They want advice. Aren't you Nostradamus? Can you tell me blah, blah, fucking blah? It's like I'm in hell, but with great coffee. What do you think of all the psychics and fortune tellers over the years? Well, they ain't yours, truly. I may not be perfect, but get a load of these insane predictions. 
You remember IBM, right? Of course. In 1943, Thomas Watson, their CEO, said, I think there is a world market for maybe five computers. What a goofball. Tell me about it. In 1937, Gary Cooper turned down Gone with the Wind and said, let Clark Gable fall on his face. Oops. In 1945, Admiral William Leahy told Harry Truman the atomic bomb will never go off. And I speak as an expert in explosives. So none of them are Nostradamus. How about the president of Decca Records, who in 1962 turned down the Beatles and said, guitar music is on the way out. They're clearly not you. These guys must have been smoking crack. On page 74 of Nostradamus for Dummies, it stated that you used to stare into a bowl of water until a vision appeared, and then you'd write it down in four lines called a quatrain. That's exactly right. I wouldn't stop staring until something came to me. It didn't take long because who wants to stare into a bowl of water when they could be out getting drunk and laid? So, as you can see, I brought a small bowl of water with me and I'm really hoping you'll interpret my vision. No problemo. Oh, wow. The sun, the, the moon, hands that wave, a sundial. I'd say a clock or a wristwatch, perhaps suggesting an imminent event. Fire, rain, a guitar, a bald old man. I get that a lot. It's James Taylor. Oh. Ooh, a vodka bottle, a skyscraper, hair gel, a wedding bouquet, KY jelly. A Vladimir Putin visit to the White House. You're going to put me right out of business, Bill. All right. A black ATM machine. Barack Obama. Nostradamus, we have one more caller. Dave Crossum from Doylestown, Pennsylvania. Bonjour, Dave. Hey, Nostradamus. When I heard you were going to be on the show, I did some checking on you, okay? Seems you were born on December 14, 1503. So you're a Capricorn like my wife which means you're supposed to be cautious and responsible. I am aware of that. I was an astrologer as well as a physician and a prophet. Good for you, buddy. Well, looks like you were neither cautious nor responsible. Turns out that you told everybody you were a black plague specialist, and yet your wife and two children died from the plague, so they ran you out of town on a rail. Plus, your dead wife's father sued you to get his dowry back. Then you ran off and married a rich widow and had six more kids and wrote your bullshit predictions in the attic of the house that she paid for. Wow. That was some little speech, Dave. Well, all I can say is you can now put the dick back in your mouth, you pompous piece of dog shit. We didn't have antibiotics in the 1500s, so consider yourself lucky. Otherwise, your wife would be blind from all the infected cocks she sucked, asshole. Now, now, (laughs) how about a parting thought for our viewers? Yes, find your own inner profit and then milk it for all it's worth. Sounds like a plan. And live every day as if it were your last. Because in 673 days, it will be. Thank you, Nostradamus. 
and thank all of you for watching. From Salon de Provence, that's in France, I'm Bill McLaughlin, and we'll see you next time on Over My Dead Body. hope you've enjoyed the second episode of Over My Dead Body. The entire series is now available as a podcast in addition to streaming on Amazon Prime. Aside from Nostradamus, we've interviewed Robert Kardashian, Steve Jobs, Mae West, Richard Nixon, and Julia Child. Upcoming guests include Walter Cronkite, Mark Twain, Howard Cosell, Sigmund Freud, Tupac Shakur, Jimmy Stewart, and Albert Einstein. All told, we plan to produce 60 episodes, and perhaps as many as 300 of them. One thing's for certain, there's no shortage of interesting guests and more seem to arrive every day. The executive producers of this episode are Stephen Craig Ariste and me, Stephen Kunis. The show was produced and directed by the great Marty Criswanis a gifted artist and friend who I met in the fourth grade over a half century ago. Over My Dead Body was created and written by me, Stephen Kunis, and this episode was hosted by Bill McLaughlin, a veteran of Second City. Nostradamus was portrayed by Marty Criswanis, backed by popular demand. The telephone callers were played by Patricia Gales, Cheyenne Donnell, and Shock Nakunis. Sound recording was provided by Casey Shoemaker, and the editing was done by Marty Krizwanis and Saeed Mohammed. The catchy theme music, both at the beginning and end of the show, was composed and performed by Marty Krizwanis. As you may have guessed, Marty is one talented guy. Very special thanks go to Norman Lear, my mentor and friend for almost 40 years, and to my old boss, Johnny Carson for suggesting to me that a talk show with a fantasy wish list of guests would be a wonderful idea. Finally, the staff at PhillyCam in Philadelphia provided much-needed encouragement and expertise required to turn our TV series into a podcast, which will allow us to educate and entertain even more people.